In the holy name of Jesus, amen. How many of you like to live? How many of you like the gift of life? I mean, we're all living, breathing, drinking, sleeping, eating people today. We all walked in here today living. And yet, life is something that seems to be controversial, especially in light of where life comes from in pregnancy. Happy Christmas, great pastor. Pregnancy is difficult, and unfortunately, it is even controversial today. From teenagers to unwed mothers, it's all become a political issue, which I think is really sad. It's very sad that we have made this about the donkeys and the elephants debating against each other and us setting up sides of where we stand on what you have been given in life. If you are a Christian, then the scriptures demand us to uphold life, all life, as a gift. It's very sad that we will uphold all of the lives of the endangered species, the squirrels, the dogs, and the cats, and yet, when we talk about our own life either being unborn or even elderly, well, we can do what we want with it. But here's the thing. I might be making you a little uncomfortable here today, but I want you to think about it maybe this way. You at one time were an embryo, right? You went through the whole process of gestation, right? You didn't ask to be given life, right? You didn't even ask to be born. You are here, and how dare we deny that to others who are not here with us after birth. And if you need a little more of that warning, listen to what God says from the scriptures. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs your heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Can't we shuffle on the Christmas Eve and the candles are ready? But here's the thing. This is such a marvelous Sunday in Advent because it shows us how God is preparing us for Christmas, and it shows us that God works from the very foundations of life through pregnancy. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations, he says in the Old Testament, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well, says Psalm 139. Isaiah 46, listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been born by me from before your birth, carried from the womb, even to your old age, I am he, and to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made, I will bear, I will carry, I will save. So despite what you think about 
life in the womb or the elderly, God really doesn't care what you think. He's still going to work. He always does his work, but he always does it in opposite ways that you expect it. You heard today of the Virgin Mary, probably 13 or 14 years old, engaged but not married yet. You heard of Elizabeth, who was miraculously pregnant with John the Baptist. She's probably about the age of most great-grandmothers. How would people view both of them today in our society? But yet God works in the most unexpected ways. A virgin who is a teenager, an elderly woman whose son would be the last great prophet of the Old Testament. And Mary today speaks with the divine glory of God in her womb. And John the Baptist, who is not yet born, he's at about six months gestation, he leaps for joy in his mother's womb. Now this isn't just a happy occurrence that, hey, as soon as you spoke, the baby started kicking. This shows us that the Holy Spirit is at work even in the womb. If you go back to Genesis, God tells us that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters before he made all things. And here in the waters of the womb, the same Holy Spirit is at work in the unborn John. He's not a clump of cells. He's one who has saving faith yet to be born. John the Baptist is already prophesying from the womb, here is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, in flesh and blood, in his mama's womb. Behold the Lamb of God that I am rejoicing with in my own mother's womb. Oftentimes, whenever I've encountered a woman who is pregnant in church, you often look at them, as do I, and how are things going? You doing okay? But one of the things that I often tell them that the best prenatal care that you can ever receive is by coming here into the same presence of Christ, hearing the word, receiving the body and blood of Christ for whatever you receive, that child receives as well. How do we know this? John the Baptist. And Mary today responds after all of this, and she sings this miraculous, marvelous hymn called the Magnificat. This Magnificat has been sung by the ancient church and even us today for almost 1,900 years. It might seem old, it might seem outdated, but it's also not plastic dribble and mush. This is Mary singing about Jesus in her womb. Mary marvels at the fact that she is the one who bears the Messiah, the one Messiah, the Savior of the world, that here is God, the divine holiness of God, dwelling in her womb to become one of us. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon the humble, of sta humble estate of his servant. Mary's not saying I'm better than you. Mary's rejoicing in the fact that she needs a savior just like you and that she is bearing him in her womb. 
Blessed are you among women, said Elizabeth, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, who is Jesus. Oh, great. Sounds like Pastor is uh, referring to the rosary. Well, the first part of the rosary is from Luke chapter 1. And before your heckles get up about all of the Mary talk, think about this one thing. By faith, she said, let it be done unto me according to the Lord's will. By faith, she carried your Savior for nine months. By faith, she encountered all of the hardships that most pregnant mothers do at times on their own for you. By faith, she carried that unborn child. She gave birth to the Messiah. She nursed him. She changed his diapers. She raised him along with Joseph for you. Yeah, she's kind of special. We don't pray to her, but we really should give thanks because she is the Theotokos. She's the mother of God. I mean, if the mother of the president or the governor walked in, you would say, oh, this is the mother of the governor or the mayor or the president. And yet Mary is the mother of God. But Mary's song is not about her, but it's about the unborn Jesus who is already doing things for you. An unborn Jesus who is bringing mercy and strength, even in the womb, who's scattering the proud, who maybe don't regard life so much, who's toppling the mighty, who build legislation against life. He's exalting the lowly. He's filling the hungry with good things. Sending the rich to the poorhouse. God's salvation is in the womb. A body, blood, cells, lungs, vocal cords, eyes, and a mouth like you were in the womb and are today, but all for you. The life of the baby Jesus would lead him to that Good Friday where he would stretch out his mighty arm on the cross to save you. That body and blood beaten, battered, and bloodied for you, dying for you to take away your death, your destruction, and that same body and blood rising on the third day in body and in soul walking alive never to die again. The tomb is empty. The body and blood of Christ cannot be contained by death or the devil or even you. But he rises for you. And today he gives you his victory. All and everything you've heard today all in the uncomfortableness, all in the uncertainty, all in the fears, all in the disagreements that we have in life, all in the face of sin, death, and the devil. It is all here today for you because God is not only love, God is your life. You heard it today from Deuteronomy 18. You heard it today from Luke 1 as well, that God works in remembrance of you. Now that remembrance is not God saying, oh yeah, I'm supposed to save the world, I, I've mentally thought about that. 
In the Old Testament, the word there for remembrance is not just a mental memory, but it is the fact that God in His remembrance acts for you. He gives you something while He draws you to Himself. He embodies this remembrance. And today, His remembrance of you is put into action on that altar. At this altar, you receive the life of the world, the body and blood of Jesus Christ given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. It's right there. The divine glory enfleshed in bread and wine for you. John 6 tells us this. Most surely I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. The flesh of Christ, the blood of Christ in Mary's womb, the flesh and blood of Christ on that cross, the flesh and blood of Christ walking out of that empty tomb is here today. By faith, we see now that our soul is magnifying the Lord because He is becoming one flesh with you. His body is now becoming your body. His blood is pulsing through your veins as you receive this gift. You now magnify the Lord. You in your spirit rejoice because God has remembered you as, his, as your Savior. It is now no longer you who have life or you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Or as Paul reminds us, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So yeah, we like life. We like to live. At least I think most of us do. And so give thanks to God for the gift of life given to you. But also let us be a people of life. Uphold life. Pray and yes, even fight. Not physically, but fight for life by your prayers, for the young, for the unborn, for the elderly who seem to have been abandoned by so many. But also pray for those who disagree with you. Pray for those who have encountered these things. Be a people of peace and mercy and forgiveness and love toward those who may not agree with you or may not like life. This isn't about being militant and arguing and everything else. It's about simply pointing to the fact that we've all been given life and God is life and God works in the womb and with the elderly and God works his life-giving life for you today. You are filled with forgiveness and trust and comfort that he will see you all the days of your life and as we round out this Advent season, yes, even on Christmas, day, Christmas Eve day, 
be reminded that this Advent season we have focused on his second coming, where he will return to judge the living of the dead, and he will raise you and all the faithful with that new body, that new blood, in body and soul, to behold him with earthly, fleshly eyes, to hear your fellow saints singing with earthly, fleshly ears, and to sing his praises, and to feast at the marriage feast with your earthly mouth that will never die. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.